I'm Becky Forsyth, and this is the Icelandic Art Centre podcast out there. And I'm Thorde Tinnaseradóttir, co-host of this podcast, where we will delve into the Icelandic art scene in conversations with artists and other professionals in the field. everyone. So this episode of Out There is devoted to speaking to Masya Aliokina, one of the founding members of Pussy Riot. We discussed the first ever survey of actions by the Russian feminist political art collective that opened in Artislet Klingobang in November 2022 and closes at the end of January. The exhibition title is Velvet Terrorism, Pussy Riot's Russia, which cites Putin's spiritual confidant and bishop Tykon Shevukonon's words regarding Pussy Riot's performance, Punk Prayer, Virgin Mary, Banis Putin, which was the collective's infamous protest action in the Church of the Christ the Savior in Moscow in 2012. The exhibition in Reykjavik includes documentation on the protest actions as well as Pussy Riot's other numerous, possibly lesser known, but devoted actions in and around Russia for the last decade or since 2011. The works are bursting with urgency of artistic rebellion against a dead-eyed totalitarian system. Masya herself has been arrested on numerous occasions for the actions that the exhibition presents. She is the author of the book Riot Days, which she wrote in 2015 and published in 2017. The book is her account of the events which took place after the performance Punk Prayer. It recounts her years in Russia's criminal system after being charged with organized hooliganism and how she found power in the penal colonies where she was imprisoned despite of a hopeless situation. It's worthy to mention that the penal colonies Masya served her sentence in aren't like prisons which are held up to Western standards and are organized like Soviet gulags, basically slave camps. During her stay, Masya relentlessly fought for her own rights as a prisoner and even won some cases against the state. Ultimately, her insistence delivered unprecedented victories for prisoners' rights in Russia at the time. Pussy Riot and Masya toured from May 2022 with a concert play titled Pussy Riot, which Kirill Matsakia, a Pussy Riot member, scripted and edited from the book which draws on the timeline of Riot Days and mixes Pussy Riot's music from their performances as well as with key moments like the one that opens the exhibition in the Marshall House Klingobank Gallery. Masya worked on the exhibition with curators Ingibjörg Sigurjónsdóttir, Dorothe Kurtz and Dragna Kjartansson in close collaboration with the team and facilitators of Klingobang in Reykjavik, Iceland. Dear listeners, we hope this conversation will be as thought-provoking as the recording of it for us, me and Becky, and I hope you enjoy.
So thank you, Marcia, for joining us here today at the studio to talk about the exhibition Velvet Terrorism now on display at Klingobank. Thank you <laughs> also for invitation. Yeah, it's amazing to have you here. Um, it's just been like an amazing response here in Iceland for like visual art exhibition to have such an amazing attendance rate. It's like 100 people almost daily. And I... Yeah, just to start off with, maybe you want to tell us a bit about how it feels to have made the exhibition. Uh, for me, it's the first time when I collect all the street actions and everything, things which are in between. And first time I have an experience of, let's say, gallery exhibition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I can say that I was not, let's say, sure about doing this because when you put street actions to the museum gallery space, you can basically kill the spirit of what was going on. So I think that was the main uh, thing which we all did not want to do. Mm -hmm. So we built it on very DIY style. And there are a lot of texts which uh, which I wrote. Some of them are from Right Day's book, which are like from the period of 2012, 2013. Mm. Uh, but a lot of them are written just for like for the exhibition and for the next book. And I think it's very important where we. We've done it because Klingenbank is community art space. So it's not so like big institutional museum, which is formalizing everything. That was mm-hmm. very, very cool to work together with guys and girls and all of the team. I think I only in Russia, I've seen people who can work like for 14 hours, uh, just just turn on and work. It's yeah. it's very very important and really cool for me to have this experience mm-hmm. of collaboration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think I mean it's so important what you're saying is that you've sort of you've landed in this collective Klingenbang, uh, which operates in a very important way here in the artist-led scene, where um, they work as a group and there's collaborative conversation and and the way that exhibitions go up is very volunteer-based but so supportive. Um, Do you, how did the the work going into setting up the exhibition develop? Uh, First time, so I, our collective had a lot of tours on this year, so mm. we raised money for children's hospitals, so my schedule were was quite intense. Uh, and first time I came, uh, I think in September, 
And we spent uh, two weeks every day collecting all the works at Ragnar's uh, studio. Mm -hmm. So we had, let's say, a draft of the exhibition in his studio, which was also looks very looked very cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I I went to the tour, and then uh, I came back, and for another let's say, week, uh, we were setting up the exhibition. But when I came for the second time, there were already walls mm -hmm. built up. Um, yeah, and I mean, I remember the gallery uh, when I've seen it for the first time. <laughs> and uh, it's really cool that uh, Ingeborg uh, created this labyrinth, which uh, totally uh, changed your, like, experience of being in, in this gallery. It's changed a place mm -hmm. completely. Um, yeah. And, uh, I mean, there are some things, let's say, um, quite many things which I, which, which I hope we will include mm -hmm. next time. Yeah. Uh, because each time I'm, I'm doing the tours and, uh, telling people about works, etc., I uh, start to think that in this place can be this thing and this and mm -hmm. this and this. And uh, actually, it's not, let's say, complete. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it's already gives people a window to experience of being Russian activist, mm -hmm. at least, and the uh, experience of uh, dealing with Russian state from year to year uh, on different spheres. And I think it's very, uh, for Icelandic people, it's totally different thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's something which you even probably could not imagine. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, well, I think it's important to look uh, where you can end up if you kind of lose your democracy and freedom and uh, just right to choose who mm. are who will rule the state. Yeah, I think I think the exhibition does a fantastic job in um, mapping out these like performances, both the more known ones like punk prayer. Um, but also it maps out kind of, even though it's just the 42nd thing that happened in real life, you know, in Russia in 2000, uh, was it 12? The, 12. Yeah. So like, but then it was like a month in preparation and rehearsals. And then it is like the consequences are still ongoing, you know. So it's like, I think the exhibition does a really good job in, for me as a viewer, that it is so far out for me being here in Iceland it kind of puts it in context, just like even though it was only 40 seconds, it's like so big, just the one performance. And then also amazing to see everything from 2015 up until now and see how the consequences for each action become more dire almost or kind of how it escalates really. Like in, yeah. <laughs> Uh, at some point, it escalates uh, really from 2014 because uh, that year, which when we've been released from penal colonies, 
they annexed Crimea and started to use physical violence against uh, activists and artists and politicians. And then they start to kill people. And actually, the main thing is that repressions start to be wider. Mm-hmm. So we were just three girls on in the cage. And that was quite, you know, quite a scandal or shock or uh, a lot of European politicians start to kind of ask questions mm-hmm. and so on. But then that became an everyday practice. So uh, during our second criminal case uh, on 2021, uh, just one year ago, uh, on that moment, that was already an everyday routine to put someone uh, in jail for nothing. You even don't need to do some actions uh, or, or anything. Each your word can be a criminal case mm-hmm. written on social media or just spoken on somewhere. Mm-hmm. How did that change the way that the group works together and develops new ideas? Uh, differently. I mean, uh, uh, in 2021, when they start to do this arrest carousels, this mm-hmm. uh, 15 plus 15 plus 15, and you don't know yeah. uh, when it will stop, and it's uh, it's impossible to work, it's impossible to leave, it's impossible because each uh, day you don't know when you will uh, when they will catch you and for how many days it will be. At this point, uh, to receive a prison term is much more good because this is like a stable term Mm -hmm. from this day to this day. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can plan, you can, I don't know, I mean, it's it's prison, but it's still kind of have uh, frames Mm -hmm. and beginning and the the end. And these carousels, they don't have it. So some members uh, left Russia and... uh, start to live uh, and work in Georgia. And uh, in the very end of uh, exhibition, when uh, you pass the prison cell, you see some uh, things which we are doing, uh, we were doing and are doing against the war uh, 2022. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And for example, uh, Anya, uh, our member, she did this retail, re- ritual uh, burning of uh, Putin in the fields. She collected around, uh, let's say, 50 people on the field and made a kind of um, imitation of a sacred uh, ritual. Yeah. So they opened a criminal case against her uh, doing action in Georgia. They put uh, her to a federal wanted list and they start to repress your parents, like uh, mm-hmm. people 60 years old. Uh, so she had to move her parents uh, from uh, her town, from uh, from Nizhny Novgorod, uh, to, to nowhere, basically. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, well, that's how it works, actually. And there were some funny stories even with our concerts, uh, for example, with uh, this uh, Peacing Peace, which uh, Tas uh, uh, suddenly created for our concert when she pissed on Putin, which is also in the exhibition in the beginning. 
for example, in Switzerland, Russian embassy start to uh, make uh, very crazy and funny press uh, releases to ask uh, the state to cancel our concerts, and they used very like funny words uh, about Pussy Riot and so on. So even uh, in the periods when we are out of the country, uh, they somehow remind that, uh, come on, uh, we are kind of following your uh, activities. Mm -hmm. And the way how they're doing it is, well, it's extremely funny. Um, but uh, not all the members are, let's say, out of Russia. Some of people are still uh, in Russia. <laughs> and uh, of course, we like talking and chatting. And what is going on now is something uncomparable with like everything which we've seen before. It's very similar on what I was reading in history books about Nazi Germany. Mm. It's something very dark and I I don't know even when it will stop and mm. I don't know, we all don't know how and it's actually becoming worse and worse. Mm. And this is not kind of a question of, you know, the thing that they can imprison you every day or like something like this. Uh, they beat people in the bars just for small uh, anti-war uh, pins or mm. slogans. Uh, they use knives. Like it's, it's, it's just people. So mm -hmm. uh, propaganda poisoning people's hearts. So mm -hmm. people start to hate each other mm -hmm. and violent each other mm -hmm. and... If you've seen on the exhibition how we've been attacked, there were not people, there were organized Nazi groups and they were paid and they were filmed by police, political police. So that was organized action. They were not just regular people. Mm -hmm. And now, unfortunately, sometimes it's like regular people. Mm -hmm. And this is really something really scary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That maybe brings us to what you said, back to what you said earlier about um, <clears throat> the contrast in exhibiting here in Iceland in Reykjavik, where uh, the freedoms are completely opposite. Mm -hmm. um, how do you experience that contrast? And that, I mean, it's two completely different ends of the spectrum. Uh, I don't think that Russia is something like special or something special about like Russian people, Russian people's evil hearts or something. It can happen anywhere. Mm -hmm. If you uh, somehow receive a dictator in power and you do not, uh, let's say, recognize the situation uh, in the beginning, in the very short historical period, you can receive things which you've seen in the wall on Klingon Bank. So... Mm -hmm. My goal is just to share uh, our experience and uh, do it on like 100% uh, of my, let's say, power. And and then it's people who actually decide what to do with this because mm -hmm. uh, I'm not teacher or like, I don't know, 
something like this. I, I can just uh, show what uh, what was and still happening with us. Mm. And maybe it can be useful for other people to understand something about their life as well. Because even 2012, when we done punk prayer and all of that, Russia was different. There were mm. like hundreds of thousands of people on the streets. Uh, I mean, there were uh, police violence and a lot of, I mean, elections were fa- falsified already. But uh, for a lot of people, let's say for majority of people, it was not clear that something terrible is going on. Mm-hmm. And by the way, on this uh, period, already some independent journalists were killed already, like Anna Politkovskaya is uh, the most famous one. Uh, she was doing investigations in Chechnya. And Natalia Stemirova as well, also killed in Chechnya. But people did not kind of putting enough attention for that. Mm-hmm. So if you have, just imagine, country was living in under Soviet Union, mm-hmm. uh, under Iron Curtain, almost a hundred years, uh, under censorship, sometimes real totalitarian terror. And then on the 90s, people received freedom. Mm-hmm. They received um uh, some products and clothes mm-hmm. and life from the West. So they were so felt in love with all of the things which they were watching on magazines or just listening from the radio, which they kind of were not allowed to listen. Mm-hmm. So, and when on 2000, on the year of 2000, when Putin when Yeltsin put Putin, Putin put Putin to power, mm-hmm. uh, people were still enjoying things which were kind of which they didn't have an access to have. Mm-hmm. So first he killed independent media, mm-hmm. then he imprisoned several oligarchs. So <coughs> oligarchs start to follow his political line. Mm-hmm. And only in 10 years, he started repressions against, let's say, people and more and more and more and more. So in the moment on, let's say, this year, when the war started already, only now people start to think that, like, Russians don't want this war. Majority Mm -hmm. of Russians don't even uh, see any sense on this. Uh But uh, the culture of uh, struggling or culture of rebellion is killed. So people don't know what to do and they don't know, actually, they, they don't feel that their voice is means something. And already, like, thousands of people are imprisoned, some people killed. Uh, so the state giving an examples of the most bright people behind bars. Mm-hmm. So if you will be like them, uh, it will be even more tra- terrible with you because nobody knows you. And all of this, like all of this big mechanism, unfortunately, uh, well, it wasn't so clear for, as I said before, for, mm-hmm. for a lot of people 
in the beginning. So I think it's uh, kind of important to show the chain how how it was going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 the escalate esca- escalation of the event, you know, it happens really quickly. And I guess one the sense that I get reading up on Pussy Riot and and you and your life now the last decade is also the sentiment that anyone can be Pussy Riot. But then again any state could be Russia in the world we live in also maybe. And now you've been touring nonstop since May, right? 2022. Mm-hmm. And kind of just, maybe that, may, <laughs> maybe that's kind of the point. It's like you're spreading the message that it won't stop with Ukraine or... It will not stop with Ukraine. If Russia will win, it will not stop with Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's not a question of... Uh, Ukraine, of course, uh, Putin started to hate Ukraine since 2014 when the revolution of independence won mm-hmm. and his uh, puppet uh, President Yanukovych was kicked out from Ukraine. Uh, I mean, several weeks after or even less, he annexed Crimea just to show, uh, because their logic is basically very patriarchal, much logic. Uh, it's a logic and language of uh, so-called man's power. So mm-hmm. if you are independent, try to protect yourself. And I will just show who is actually the main uh, person. And I will annex your territories and I will take your territories. And that will be the price for your independence. This is uh, how, how they think. Mm-hmm. And this is going from 2014. So, I mean, at some points, uh, this system is unique because it has a tradition and mm-hmm. they keep this tradition from beginning of the last century. FSB, for example, this like Lubyanka main evil secret service machine, they're keeping their tradition from uh, Cheka uh, and from first executor who created this uh, system. But in another point, uh, I think each country can receive basically their own dictator. It's just, uh, I mean, for for example, how Trump uh, been elected in the United States. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, very clear that a lot of uh, young people and like, let's say pro-democratic people were just how they call it, not interested in politics, think that politics are boring and so on. So they didn't vote. They mm-hmm. did not uh, use their voice for good. So the opposite people start to use their voice. And afterwards, uh, everyone seen what, what happened. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Trump was the only president of United States who been not uh, called let's say, a bad boy on Russian propaganda. Mm-hmm. And Russian propaganda is very rude and it's so anti-United States. Mm-hmm. I mean, anti-United States, it's not like not like here. Anti-United States means like they call for nuclear bombing United States mm-hmm. every day. This That means yeah. anti. Um, and yeah, Mm-hmm. And now they openly, for example, I mean, 
what is Russian propaganda? If you turn on TV, you can easily hear every day that they call for sterilization and sending to concentration camps, using the word concentration camp, those people who do not support this uh, Zeta symbol. Um, they call for nuclear bombing of uh, United States and Great Britain and Germany. Uh, they actually uh, every day use this uh, slogan to Berlin from the Second World War. And yeah, this is what is people listen every day. Yeah, I mean, that's a really dark reality, like you noted. Um, when thinking about your actions and some of the information that's been written about them, this idea that Pussy Riot tries to maintain, um, or what the actions share in common, is that they're at the same time desperate, they're sudden or responsive, but also hope to maintain some sense of joy. And I think that's really present in the exhibition at Klingenbang. In such a dark reality, how do you foster and maintain a sense of joy that you can share with your audiences or with others? I think it's just not uh, possible for us doing things in a different way. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. if you kind of lose sense of humor uh, dealing with this reality, uh, you you will be just like you become crazy mm -hmm. uh, because yeah um, it's I think it's just how we uh, felt uh, we need to do things and also it's a kind of visual opposition to the reality which they are creating because they are doing uh, a lot of uh, really like dark gray stuff mm -hmm. and just to make some contrast mm -hmm. yeah they're kind of they're uh, like fear mongering and you're maybe like working with forces of humor and joy to hopefully activate the counter I don't know some answer towards this right yeah so the I think with the concert you've been touring I kind of just want to ask a little bit about it you've been touring and all of the proceeds go to a Ukrainian children's hospital uh, proceeds from our uh, merchandise. Yeah, all the proceeds, yeah. And there you've toured everywhere and the book you wrote as well, Riot Days, was based on kind of after Punk Prayer and just wanted to kind of how, I going back to the exhibition, I was just thinking like how, uh, how did it feel to put this into an exhibition and also thinking about the moment from the concert that is your a pussy right member is peeing on Putin's face is like framed in the when you enter the exhibition there is this frame um i often do this here i don't ask clear questions i just talk and comment but i was just thinking about the process and the exhibition kind of walk through you have this moment on like a big screen or projected on a big wall and then you go through kind of this retrospective that has a timeline from 2012 up until 2022. And then you kind of end uh, like on a performance almost where there's a jail card and you go into the into a room 
mm-hmm. that is a jail and you have to leave you some belongings you can't take in. Just kind of wanted to ask a little bit about the ideas, like blowing up that moment from the concert, the end, and kind of the creative process as well, because you've now written the book, you collaborated on making the concert happen, and then now you have uh, an exhibition. So the missing piece is uh, Tasso Pletner's idea, and she joined our collective just uh, a year ago, and... Uh, She's an actress, I mm-hmm. mean, professional actress. Uh, so she knows a lot about what's going on in, like, theater sphere in Russia, which mm-hmm. is also censored and repressed, etc. And that was just a spontaneous uh, decision, which um, uh, we all uh, loved. And uh, then uh, during one of the tours in the middle, I think we just edited uh, edit and uh, the yeah. the thing. Uh, and to put it uh, to the beginning of the exhibition, also very funny uh, decision. I think that was Ragnar's idea uh, because the beginning is quite uh, different from the from the exhibition. It's uh, like black wall and it's, let's say, more looking like an institutional exhibition mm-hmm. with an institutional art artwork, which is basically a bit... And when you look to the work, it's actually kind of a bit joking and deconstructing mm-hmm. the this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, also, for example, about the cell. Uh, cell uh, is very minimalistic, but uh, we... We kept uh, the original color of walls, which mm-hmm. just mixed a lot uh, of uh, color and uh, did uh, the walls like they are in uh, usual cell in mm-hmm. Moscow, for example. And uh, there is national uh, item, a gimn, uh, which is like going and going and going mm-hmm. inside the cell. And, uh, for example, that was my first experience when I been arrested in 2012. And even before they decide to, let's say, keep me in jail, you, I, I was in, in this uh, isolator, like this short-term jail, a uh, very old one. So there is kind of... They are waking up people with uh, turning on the national game. So, uh, yeah, each time 6 a.m. each day you're waking up with this shit. Uh, yeah, and this is quite, kind of, and, and the, the, the hymn itself mm-hmm. is a copy of the Soviet Union hymn. So mm-hmm. there is kind of, there was a Soviet Union mm-hmm. hymn about the glory of Lenin and mm-hmm. the National Party, etc., mm-hmm. which was changed for a small period mm-hmm. of, on 90s during Yeltsin's time for 10 years for another thing, which was a bit better. And then when Putin became a president, mm-hmm. third thing which he changed was a national item. He returned the Soviet Union one. And the changed w- words just very slightly. He excludes Lenin from there and uh, changed to Russia. Mm. So, and if you look uh, to his uh, early interviews, 
there was a journalistic question like, what is the worst thing for, on your opinion, happened mm-hmm. with Russia? And he said, collapse of Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. So it's very clear what he's trying to do. Yeah. And it's extremely clear for us. Mm-hmm. And I want more people to understand it as fast as possible. Yeah. Because, yeah, now it's totally the time to do it. Yeah. I think that's also uh, listening to your and Ragnar's interview with the the Art in the Week. Uh, he was also, Ragnar was mentioning how um, you also kind of make the state perform with you in your performances. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was so true because... Like with the exhibition, it re- uh, documents both the performance and then what happens afterwards. So it is like they are co-performing without wanting to really. And I guess the hymn also kind of amplifies the irony, the tragic irony of just like history repeating itself. And yeah, History repeating itself because uh, it was not analyzed mm-hmm. and uh, reflected on the society level. Um, and this is basically the main mistake mm-hmm. because uh, on the 90s, yes, they replaced the huge statue of this uh, first executor from uh, the main square and put uh, Solovetsky stone, the stone from uh, the biggest gulag camp mm-hmm. uh, on Solovetsky's islands. Uh, that was amazing start, but then... Uh, Putin became a president and he stopped all of the process. And he put a lot of uh, money to propaganda to promote the cult of Stalin as a main and the best leader of Russia ever and his personal hero. So, I mean, you cannot imagine, uh, for example, current Germany promoting Hitler, right? Mm -hmm. So, and... This is basically the same. You put uh, a tyrant from 50s to the main place, you start to pray to him, you start to push people, love him, and I mean, what result you will receive? It's quite clear. So it's, of course, uh, the experience of Soviet Union should be analyzed and uh, people should understand, every people, like mm-hmm. every person, should understand how many people have been killed just for being people or for doing nothing and how many victims just sacrificed their life for for nothing there is no big idea there is no like big collective there was like just a group of uh so-called people who occupied the power who were eating properly and living in very good villas uh at the same time the whole country was just dying on hunger, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's tragic, but that's it. Mm-hmm. And and that was not, unfortunately, reflected. So, I mean, Russia, I, I, I want to believe that Russia has future, but the future, the different future, is possible only if we understand the mistakes of the past. Mm-hmm and ask the forgiveness to the people who who suffered. Yes. And that's something you you and Pussy Riot are constantly fighting for. It, it is like re- reminding a const- your, 
with these actions, um, you are reminding everyone of the past and also the horrors of the present, you know. And I think it's like, you know, it's an invaluable in, in Russian and global context um, and also just amazing to think maybe maybe it's too early to ask but maybe I'm thinking about the you were talking in the beginning of our conversation about the um, maybe resistance to putting the protest actions into a sterile space of an exhibition space uh, but as you said, with Klingobang, it became maybe a bit more natural because it being an artist collective and people working 14 hours sure. a day and stuff like this. But how do you think if the if it travels now to somewhere else, how do you how will you approach the collaboration if it is more institutions or let's something? see. Let's yeah. see because I think uh, each place uh, has its own uh, spirit and uh, nuances and details and and so on. Um I mean, I want to keep the message and also let we are doing another thing. So, for yeah. example, we are writing the second song yeah. now and uh, also the second book we I want to finish mm -hmm. until it's all ends. And um, let's see how it will how it will be mm -hmm. because uh, it's it's only possible to know when you. When you do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You said a really nice thing earlier about your experience of being able to guide people through the exhibition here that you've sort of noticed points where new information or new work can come in and I think that's just the perfect way of looking at how living the exhibition is and how it being presented in this way doesn't lock down these actions or archive them but is keeping them alive and and giving you the possibility to create new uh, conversations between them. Yeah, the thing is that uh, if they are all kind of, uh, if they are all in the same place, it's uh, it it gives something new, because uh, like in life they are all uh, not together. They mm -hmm. are spread out on internet. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you collect, combine all of them together and give some more information about like attacks or historical context and so on, it gives a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, like it makes a thing. Um, yeah. So I don't know what will be in the next place, yeah. I, if the next place will exist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so and and you're working on the second book that will kind of then add on to the Riot Days book and maybe go more into detail what has been going on and like the current moment. Exactly. Yeah. I want to 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 take the period like chronologically from mm -hmm. 2014 to to nowadays. Mm -hmm. Uh but uh it's not uh, kind of it will be not only our actions or our life. It will be also some thoughts and uh, actions. It will be just give more wide uh, context of uh, circumstances mm -hmm. and uh, it will give just 
more context of Russia, actually, and my thoughts on on it, and mm-hmm. some things which are not known um, here, and also in the exhibition, it's just not possible. We're, we're not possible to talk about them, like about feminism in Russia, for example, and the place of women in politics and in public space, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. It's just not there, but I want to write about it. Yeah, like as you said, maybe like historically contextualize everything better and then also maybe then contextualizing, uh, yeah, like you said. (laughs) All these dictators were just, uh, uh, I mean, they hated women. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, you you know what happened with Stalin's wife? He was just, uh, she was uh, 31 uh, years old. Uh, constantly repressed the woman, and uh, on anniversary of uh, the revolution, that was a party in Kremlin uh, with all the, like, with Stalin and his friends, and uh, on, I don't know, again, he, he kind of shouted uh, at her, uh, mm-hmm. and everybody seen it. Uh, he was just drunk and shouted at her uh, while all the people were sitting on the table. She went to her room, uh, took a German gun and shot herself on the heart. Uh, and nobody knows it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, not nobody, but not so many people. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is Stalin. And basically all of the wives of who supposed to be first ladies and basically role models for women Mm-hmm. in the hugest country, uh, they were just, like, repressed and shattered uh, on four walls, and no one seen them as a role models or a speaker or someone who mm-hmm. who you can follow. Mm-hmm. And this is very representative. This is just a question of first lady, mm-hmm. which we didn't have for a century, uh, quite a long period. Uh, and this is like first lady, yeah? We never had a woman in power uh, if we do not uh, take like a monarchy period when uh, we had two women like monarchs, mm-hmm. but this is something different. It's not uh, like people chose them. Uh, yeah, this is for this example, for, for example, and also the level of domestic violence and decriminalization of domestic violence uh, we had in 2017. Uh, domestic violence in Russia was decriminalized. Mm-hmm. And, for example, if I will beat you on the street, uh, like, heavy beat you on the street, mm-hmm. and you will have, like, several, I don't know, uh, parts of your body broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will go to prison. And if I'm your husband mm. and do it, like, in family, I will not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be just fine. Uh, like, <laughs> a similar uh, similar amount of money, uh, uh, like, uh, wrong parking. And, mm, like yeah. And we have a lot of, like, stuff which is not known, mm-hmm. but it's very representative because... Now the whole world seen what Russian soldiers done with Ukrainian women. Mm. And I mean, how? 
all this war is terrible. Mm-hmm. But if you will look, if you look to details, they are sometimes even more terrible than the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people cannot understand like how deeply we went to hell if something like this is possible. If mm-hmm. like a soldier ca- calling to his wife and asking can he rape a woman mm-hmm. and he's and she is answering like yes you are but you should wear a condom yeah and like how what what is this i mean this is totally uh like how many people stop to be humans already mm-hmm. and then like all this like so called people they are not staying in the war mm-hmm. for forever they're going back to russia mm-hmm. and they're living among other people mm-hmm. And yeah, all of that. Yeah. But they were they were never I, I don't believe that someone is like guilty for from from the birth. No. Somehow they ended up like this, like mm-hmm. animals. So who who made this with them? And uh yeah. I just I think it's uh it will be more clear if uh uh we will, we will show more details from russian institutions like school and mm-hmm. family and yeah and all of the culture context mm-hmm. and put the blame where it belongs like the institutions and the context and the history and the thank you for sharing with us everything masha uh before we let you go Yeah. I wanted to just introduce the song we're gonna end the podcast on. Maybe you want to say some words about the making of the song. It's Mama Don't Watch TV, which is also at the end of the exhibition. Yeah, it's our anti-war statement. And uh, it's really, thank you for including it. Uh, we wrote it in the beginning of the tour in spring, mm-hmm. uh, but we published it just, half a year after because we were editing the video a lot and it contains uh let's say a fiction footage with us we from several places for example a lot of things we filmed uh in Paris uh we went underground to catacombs mm-hmm. just suddenly because one person who is doing uh, who is like an expert just wanted to show us uh an underground of Paris and also there are a lot of things for, from the cafe with a bleeding suitcase which it just exists there and nobody cares and this is kind of a metaphor for for this war mm-hmm. um but also there are footage from our concerts and footage from the war mm-hmm. and from the Moscow street actions including uh, not only Moscow but also several recruiting army offices which were burned by usual people not kind of activists or someone famous it's just people who uh who gave a proper answer to this war mm-hmm. by burning their recruiting offices which is like a killing machine and uh, this is our statement against uh against this war and for Ukraine and there are three um demands in the end 
The first one is uh, embargo to all Russian resources because it's a sponsorship of Putin's regime. The second is arrest all the stolen from Russians' property, oligarchs' property, and giving it to Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. And the third one is international war tribunal, which is our dream. And I and we hope it will be like everyone's dream to have this uh, tribunal against war criminals Mm -hmm. who are responsible for this war and all the international and Russian crimes. And yeah, this is, this is it. And I mean... We were writing the text together and there are a lot of small, at the same time, big things which are included uh, into the text. Uh, The text is, I mean, the song is in Russian, but translation is on YouTube, so you can turn on subtitles Mm -hmm. and read it on description part. Um, And explanation of some things are also in description part, so enjoy. Mm -hmm. Masha, it's been really incredible to have you here and thank you for taking the time to talk to us about the work that you're doing. Um, thank keep you. Keep doing it. Thank you. Thank you, Masha, again. And here is Mama Don't Watch TV by Pussy Riot. You can find it on YouTube um, and you can buy the book, Riot Days. Maybe I- there are several in galleries still. Yeah, in, in the gallery Klingobang in Iceland. Um, thank you so much. Тебя 
чудовищная весна решила настать измененная ненужная конституция нам пора совершить революцию Пусть москва горит мир на крови это не смыть нечем крыть до хуя земли но забрали крым прости хотя это не простить мама я плену Украина, я тебя люблю.